My name is Patch. I can't tell you my last name. I can't tell you where I live. But I can tell you that this is The Axe Files, a reread podcast where we talk about all of the Animorphs books in order. This week, I'm joined by the most wanted criminal this side of the Andalite homeworld. It's Vivian. <laughs> Every, every time you remind me that it's every book, I just have a little bit of a shiver, actually. <laughs> it's going to be so long. And we're also joined by the most talented Astrean on Earth. It's Kate. Hi! Yeah, we're in for a long ride, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like a, I think it's still just kind of hitting me. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of Animorphs books. I don't know what you have a problem with it just means more time to record with you wonderful people and uh read these <laughs> wonderful books I, I i'm gonna say i mean i like them i grew up with them so i'm gonna stick with that yeah wonderful yeah wonderful is a great descriptor for these books it's uh it's a really good series for teaching kids that it's not cool to go around killing people <laughs> yes <laughs> And also that the environment matters and stuff. And also that superhero actions have consequences. <laughs> nah, definitely not. <laughs> it's it's kind of Babby's first Evangelion. <laughs> I don't, I've played in three different superhero tabletop campaigns, and I never had consequences for my actions. <laughs> <laughs> except, except in the recent uh, one last camp, uh, last campaign ago, when I had to uh, figure out how to save a relationship that my character is in with their girlfriend, <laughs> because uh, turns out when you jump into an interdimensional portal without being able to tell them that, and it's like four days before uh, Valentine's Day, uh, shit can go bad. <laughs> it was gone for three days, and she definitely thought I was dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some. That's a superhero uh, tabletop. So, you know, like Marco was saying in this exact book, um, <laughs> shit's not like that in this story. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right, well, yeah. Um, if we're cool, let's, let's start the chapters, yeah? We don't usually do a ton of preamble in this show, so... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so I'm... Opening with chapter 13, which I'm going to call Lawn Gnome Beach Party of Terror. Uh, that's a Phineas and Ferb joke. Uh, <laughs> I've never opening... seen any Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> I'm shocked and horrified. Uh, <laughs> that's episode 2 of Phineas and Ferb. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, just I've never seen any. Not a single bit. <laughs> uh, so we open at where we close chapter 12. Like, it's the same scene. Uh, Tobias wants to find the Yerk Pool and blow up all of the slugs, uh, and Marco is doing his clever thing, so he's <coughs> trying to be sneaky about talking everyone out of this. Basically what he says is ACAB, but long story short, he has deduced, based on Tom and the cop that they talked to, that the Sharing is a controller organization, so good job, they're super great at this stealth thing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so Marco's plan here basically is to convince Jake that Tom is a controller and then Jake won't want to fight because he wouldn't want to have to kill his brother, which I guess is fair, but also if you convince Jake that Tom is a controller, he's going to want to free his brother. Come on. This is... Jake is not a smart man. Yeah, Marco's yeah. plan kind of backfires on him. <laughs> I feel like Marco's like, ha, now you have some skin in the game with your family being yeah, exactly. in danger and now you're not going to want to... And Jake is like... Well, hold on, like, my brother has a fucking brain slug in his head. Like, it's not, I'm gonna have to live every goddamn day knowing that my brother, who I live with, has a brain slug in his head. And, like, and could potentially brain slug me, too. It's not the same situation that you have. <laughs> it's, it's still something that I just think of a lot, where it's like, it's so amusing to me just how like serious it is with brain slugs in this story compared to brain slugs in, in... that Dimension 20 campaign. Yeah, or... <laughs> where well... it's, just, it's just goofy and everybody's like, yeah, the brain slug in, Skip, in uh, Captain Takamori's head is actually way better. Well, <laughs> we it's, like this it, guy more. <laughs> it's not like, and spoilers for, for Dimension 20... Um, it's not like they want to like s- s- like squirm into the black hole at the center of the universe and crack o- crack it open and then re like take over everything, uh, or like like take over reality. Um, 
And they just want they just want to take over people. You know, they're just they have actually they, they, they lesser they wanna, ambitions. Yeah, they they want to have a big uh, slug fuck party and uh, have everybody controlled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And Skip doesn't want that. <laughs> yeah. Skip Skip just wants to fly in a ship. Well, we'll see some 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 of, some of my favorite characters that show up way 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 later are the Skips of the Yerks. Um Oh, there's actually yeah. get, there's actually gonna be a few that are like fuck this whole thing. Maybe. <laughs> huh. Interesting. <laughs> do they do they go around uh, trying to say their human names in a very uh, garbled, slurred way? <laughs> no, they, that that does not happen. <laughs> it's 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 unfortunate that that bit kind of stops quickly, but every time mm. that Zach was just trying to say was Norman Takamori, mm. like that was always yeah. just so amusing. Yeah. <laughs> and he always did it at, like the worst inappropriate time to everybody. Yeah. Uh, Zach had a lot of fun with that character. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so... Yeah, um, back to it. Marco is, like... He's talking about how his family was destroyed, and he, he really doesn't want to risk anything. He's brought this up a couple times now, but he's finally getting actually emotional about it. And he's going on about how his family's seen enough death, and he doesn't want to be involved in this, but, uh, Jake basically shouldn't be involved in either, but... Jake says, no, we're actually just going to go infiltrate the sharing, and Marco, if you don't want to be in on it, that's cool, don't worry about it. So, <laughs> you know, um, not the best move for a guerrilla rebel cell to just turn one of your guys loose with all the information about you, especially if there are brain slugs, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, if he doesn't participate in anything, he could easily be isolated and just, like, brain slugged and reveal everything that mm. they know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be like, here's the other kids. They are still naive children at this point. It's true, they are 12. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I, I guess I was reading it closer than being 13, because, like, uh, in one of my chapters, like, they do just straight up mention, like, first period being English, and it's Some like, of... that's more... But I guess that's more... I guess that could be a middle school thing, so I guess... No, it, there, there, is, there is definitely, definitely ELA in middle school. Um, the... Yeah. Well, ju- I feel like, and this is just me portraying projecting my own experience onto this mm-hmm. but i think this is in the 90s so it would probably be junior high rather than middle school but yes yeah <laughs> yeah because like i mean i was in junior high back in oh god uh 2000 actually evenly is when i started seventh grade and like it, that was just always junior high it was only more recently that i've heard schools in my old school that's like changing over to middle schools yes yeah but yeah no i mean i definitely had a uh, class changes in junior high so I was surprised me. I was in middle school, but I went to a weird private school because I'm bougie. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I guess I, I guess I would have been twelve when I started junior high then, actually. So yeah, I guess that tracks. Uh, yeah. So would I. Well, no, I was eleven because I was younger than the rest of my year. But <laughs> it, it depends. It also depends on the state. You know, it maybe yeah. maybe in 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 their state. Um. It, and it, there's also, like, stupid things, like, whether you had to go to, like, pre-first or whatever, mm-hmm. like my sister did, but I didn't, <laughs> just based yeah. on age, so, like, she was closer to, like, 13 when she started junior high. Well, I feel like this is enough talk about educational curricula, and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, fair, so yeah, no, you get block out the time. <laughs> <laughs> so. Welcome to Animorphology, where we talk all about the American education system, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and how it sucks. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so the, uh, the Animorphs agree, well, I can't call them that, they don't have that word yet. The kids agree to uh, go to this sharing meeting, and Jake tells Tom that they're interested in the meeting, and this happens really fast for this book, like, I would expect there to be two or three chapter breaks here, but no, we're just gonna go straight to the meeting. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tom... it, it's it's kind of impressive just how quick things go in this book, and like, I had to imagine part of that is because, I mean, they were basically putting out Animorphs books like every two months. <laughs> So it's like, mm-hmm. kind of have to get a bunch of shit going. Yeah. Well, that's true, but I just mean, like, in this book, the chapters are so short that I really yeah, wouldn't have too. been surprised if they had decided to go to the meeting chapter break. <laughs> yeah. I guess, like, it's a bad con- uh, point of comparison to just always equate everything to the Bad Boy Wizard series, but, like, they were basically being released around the same time, roughly, and it's like, 
that those books take for fucking ages to get through any amount of mystery whereas with these it's like who's this person that jake hears at the at the night at the construction site and like two chapters later it's my brother fuck <laughs> compared to those books being like let's stretch out the fucking stupid mystery for like 20 chapters these also have a very different target audience style and yeah way of doing things in the bag but the bad boy wizard series they're yeah like a lot quicker they're like more like like pulp like like pulp novels in there in their um mm -hmm. in the way they do things yeah <laughs> also i assume none of these kids become cops later on in their lives at least i would hope <laughs> uh, oh no uh, oh no uh, <laughs> oh, i'm already uh, being disappointed uh, <laughs> fuck <laughs> god damn it <laughs> uh, <laughs> do they have lives who knows maybe they oh, just no. get eaten by oh no <laughs> Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when Jake tells Tom that he wants to bring his friends to the meeting, Tom is very excited about the bonfire they're having on the beach and playing volleyball in the dark. So I guess that's what the sharing does. It seems super boring. I don't know how they get more members. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, they wind up going. Jake's really not suspicious of this. He's totally on board with Tom as a normal person somehow despite what i just described in the sharing was like mm -hmm. so they walk to the beach because it's not too far away and uh meet up behind the dunes um tobias turns into a hawk instead of joining the party because i guess he's feeling too awkward to socially interact so he's just gonna hang out as a bird flying around he's, but... he's just not ready to be out to all these other people <laughs> mm. He's okay with his friend group, but he doesn't want to be perceived by all these other people in his preferred form. Well, I mean, he's just changed into his preferred form. He's a lot more likely to be seen by these people as it. No, it's uh, not, he's just it's being antisocial, that's all. Yeah. Well, it's, it's it's dark, and like I don't think anybody's really going to notice the bird overhead that when it's dark. Somebody is definitely going to notice the bird. It mentions this very briefly in the book, but it's extremely difficult for hawks to fly at night because <laughs> there's no heat redirection. Yeah, and our I believe our thermal count goes up to two in this chapter. Yep, um, sure does. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. They mentioned that again. Uh huh. And um. Yeah, he's going to be flapping like anything and making a ton of noise. It's going to be super weird for them to see this hawk on a beach at night. <laughs> I guess I envisioned it more like he's just high up, so it's like they don't really notice him just because he would be so high up. Because, I mean, uh -huh. his vision as a hawk is so much better. He doesn't have to be, like, 20 feet not above Not in the them. dark, it's not. <laughs> yeah. But either way... Um... But he says he sees mice going around. <laughs> I don't know. There's contradictions here. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's in chapter 14 and I, I took a note of that because i have a note here that says tobias wants to eat mice and doesn't want to take his binder off <laughs> exactly so, uh, let's take your mouse pills <laughs> yeah, uh, so they're they're at this party and there's a bonfire and there's just tons of people here mostly seems like kids from school and adults just generic adults i guess jake doesn't really care about those um and he's excited, he enjoys the party, they play volleyball, and they have barbecue ribs, apparently, so... All the adults speak like the adults from Charlie Brown, and just go... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tom starts being all enigmatic about the sharing and how fun it is once you're a full member, and, uh... To become a full member, first you have to be an associate member, and then the leaders will decide whether you can become a full member. And it's just, this is such a bad organizational structure. <laughs> it's it's basically the old organizational structure of every cult. So exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like again going back to like how I mentioned in like that I forget that was, that was the first or second one when it's like as soon as they called this thing the sharing, it's like how is everybody not immediately going this yeah, is this definitely is a, a fucking this, cult this just because it's a... called the sharing. <laughs> Make it more like Boy Scouts. Give them ranks, not provisional membership. That would be with, way less suspicious. With secrets <laughs> secrets available to the highest tiers, yeah. You don't you don't get to be a full member, but you can eat all the free barbecue ribs you want. It's like, well, I guess there's that. You can play volleyball without being able to see the ball for some reason, because that's more fun, I guess. But <laughs> we don't get beamed in the fucking face of it and lose some teeth. Yurks <laughs> understand how volleyball works. They have access to all of like human 
memory and stuff from their hosts, uh, you know? Being like, hooked up to the brainstem basically lets them cast borrowed knowledge a certain amount of times a day, so they know those skills. <laughs> <laughs> they can cast legend lore with the limitation that it's exactly. only... Yeah, yeah. exactly. What, it's only an extent of what my host knows. <laughs> no, like, we'll, we'll learn like, later exactly what it's like to be... Um, to be uh, infested and it's mm-hmm. it, the Yorks have no excuse here <laughs> they just want to watch humans look dumb trying to hit a ball out of the air in the dark <laughs> yeah I was like, god we're taking over this fucking planet these people are fucking idiots they don't know shit <laughs> this one has, has a bunch of stupid trivial facts about old pokemon games nothing about the current ones yes <laughs> talking about myself in particular <laughs> I don't remember uh, anything about typing these days. <laughs> yeah. There's a moment here during this conversation with Tom where he starts to freak out a little bit. It almost describes him as having like a mini seizure. Like his head just jerks to one side and he's trying mm-hmm. to shake his head or something. And then his eyes start vibrating weird and staring at Jake. And it it's, it's really freaky. And then all of a sudden he's back to normal, and so uh, he takes off because he has to go to a separate meeting for the full members, but uh, when Marco and Cassie come over, uh, Marco is fully on board. I guess playing frisbee in the dark in the ocean (laughs) is sufficient evidence that these guys aren't aliens. The internet really wasn't a thing at the time, so they didn't have the ability to like just hang out on Discord playing Splatoon. Isn't it Marco who says, like, um... Oh, these guys aren't controllers, and then Cassie's like, no, they're way too Stepford wivey. They're way too happy and and stuff. Yeah, There's like I, I think that, it's like described as like something like they're way too normal to be yeah. normal. Ca- Cassie is well... good at vibes. Cassie's good at at picking up vibes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in this moment, Marco is just totally on board with this being normal, mm-hmm. and then like. This is when Jake talks about the, uh, well, it's when the chapter break happens, so, uh, we're gonna go to chapter 14, which is titled Spy Dog, um, and he points out that they're all going to this other separate full member meeting, and it's not for, like, another few lines that Cassie talks, because, like, Marco still thinks that things are normal, and he doesn't understand why everyone wants to spy on these guys. I don't know if I believe that Marco thinks things are normal, or if he's just lying to try and get his friends to not get involved in this war, but either way. It's Marco! Probably a little, it's probably a little both, right? Like, he mm. wants to convince himself so much, and that he, but he also wants to be like, this is too weird, but also I don't want to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Marco's also, does. like, a, a very matter-of-fact, straightforward type of person, so, like, mm-hmm. I feel like he'll yeah, see, he... oh, they're not doing anything bad, they're just playing volleyball, we're good. Yeah, he, like he's like, he's honest and blunt to a fault, basically, yeah. is how I interpret Marco at this point. I, that's not my understanding of Marco at all, no. He, well, uh, I have he like will only absolutely six... lie to everyone if it okay, advances fair. his oh, goals. He, he I have will. 18 chapters yes. worth of knowledge of Marco at this point, you know the entire Remember, book, he's so. the smart and clever one. So. Yeah, well, he <laughs> okay. will, yes, it's that, that factors into it. You know, he has the line. Right, the most expedient way to get there that one might have to bend or break if one wants to do things the right way. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, mm-hmm. like I say, I'm not entirely clear on whether so, he's lying here or if uh, he's uh, actually okay, falling okay. for the act. <laughs> so now I need to ask, in like the the meme format of like you know, like your feelings matter, it's okay to do whatever, and the last one's like murder is okay. I know Marco is murder is okay, or maybe that's Rachel actually. Who's the other three? <laughs> Marco's like murder is okay if it serves a cause, if it if it helps me and my friends achieve their goals, uh, and if it's the only way. And he will totally pound your face into gr- into the ground. If... Okay, let's see. Um, yeah, it's it, it's okay. That's for Cassie help. is your feelings matter. Uh, mm-hmm. Jake is you're not a burden. Um, I guess Tobias is it's okay to ask for help by default. Tobias would never ask for help, so that has to be uh, Rachel, okay. I guess. <laughs> uh, I think that so Cass- Ca- Cassie would also ask for help, but that's true. Yeah. yeah, if we can put them in more than one box. Yeah. <laughs> 
I guess we can also put I, Rachel I mean, in the You're Not a Burden to, box. Yeah, there's only be, four of these. To be fair, this like default one I found as soon as mm. I looked it up in Google Image results, it's all Hamtaro, actually. <laughs> I don't know why it's just all Hamtaro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about this meme, so... Uh, hang on. We'll have to share it. This is... We are... Uh, this is... Yeah, we're that's, posting that's memes the in general. Yeah, yeah that's like, the version that's not I found. Gonna be, that's not going to be audible to the listeners, but okay. Nope, not even a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but everybody probably knows. Like, most people probably know the meme we're talking about. Okay. I don't think that's fair to say. You can't just say most people know what a meme is. I, I guess, considering people doesn't know it. Just look up <laughs> Hamtaro murder is okay meme, I guess. <laughs> That'll do it, yeah. yeah I don't even your, think it's necessarily like, Hamtaro. I, all I did was I googled murder is okay meme, and this was the first result. I don't think don't, it's necessarily started with Hamtaro. Don't do it if you're honest, driving. I didn't even add meme. I just googled murder is okay, and I got this. So. <laughs> and like, and like, um, yeah. You know, if you uh, if if you want and you don't understand this, you can skip this section starting about a minute ago. Sorry, I told it to you too late. <laughs> I guess you had uh. to sit through it. <laughs> Uh, okay, um, so yeah, Marco either doesn't understand why they want to spy on the meeting or is pretending not to understand, and Cassie points out to him that uh, everything is just way too weird because they're just, everyone here is too nice, too helpful, and they're like watching you as if they want to eat you, which is an interesting prospect for the Yerks considering, I mean, they typically... They've already got hosts. They wouldn't necessarily want to get another human, but whatever. They, they're, um, they're, they're hungry for more hosts for the glorious Yurk Empire. Clearly. It's sort of a nationalist hunger. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe all yeah. the Yurks here just are like, God, I hate my host body. I wish I could have a different one. And then they see these kids and they're like, say. Yeah, it, it's, it's the kind of <laughs> that hunger looks that, yummy. It's the, it's the kind of hunger that um, an empire feels for a lesser nation that's trying to conquer. <laughs> Yeah, Marco admits here that, okay, yeah, it is a little weird, and also they seem like they're some kind of cult or something, what's up with that? So, took them long enough. But, <laughs> yeah, Jake decides that he's going to go infiltrate the secret meeting by turning into a dog. He, like, they won't notice a dog wandering around on the beach, and this is an interesting divergence in, well... No, it's not. Not yet. We'll get there. For the moment, Cassie says that she'd like to join him, but she can only do a horse, and they would absolutely notice a horse <laughs> wandering around on the beach. <laughs> like, it, it's interesting that Cassie, of all people, who's the one who knows how to morph clothing at this point, didn't. who also has access to an entire, like, barn of, like, different animals that are, like, injured and being rehabilitated, didn't just immediately go around touching every single animal yeah, there to no, have a variety yeah. of morphing definitely w- That's definitely what I would have done if I was Cassie. I would have, like, acquired everything. Not, not, yeah, not like especially, like the, yeah. Like, not the just... moment you got home, it's like, well, I'm not sleeping tonight. I gotta yeah. get every single fucker here. <laughs> not, not, just, not just because, like, having more morphs, but, like, because if you have more morphs, you have more... You know, variety. Yeah. Variety. It's 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 like you're you're more versatile. You know. Well, as we learned in um, the, the the TV show Deadliest Warrior, the more options you have, the more likely you are to win a fight. Mm-hmm. So she, she, just, she apparently just didn't have enough pow- points to upgrade her multi pool of different forms mm-hmm. <laughs> to do another hero <laughs> reference. Because <Yeah. laughs> that's just what I do a lot of the time in the show. Yeah. <laughs> but Tobias shows up before they go off and he just comes landing on the lifeguard stands because he's spotted them off to the side together and uh he saw where the full meeting is so he's able to point them towards it but he also mentions that he can also see mice in the grass and i don't think this is like super reflective of hawk vision i'm pretty sure they don't see that well at night but whatever (laughs) um yeah so jake is kind of offended on a moral level about the idea of Tobias eating mice just because he's pretending to be a bird. It's really interesting. Kind of mm-hmm. denialist going on here. But uh, Tobias just doesn't answer that, so... Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, breaking news here with Google. Despite the fact that hawks have sharper eyesight than most animals, humans included, they're unable to see at night. Therefore, hunts don't typically... Wait, why does it say hunts don't typically hunt at night? <laughs> I think it's supposed to say hawks don't typically hunt at night. <laughs> Okay, so yes, Hawks cannot see at night, but Tobias apparently can see these birds and also see where this meeting is taking place. <laughs> I think they get that right later. 
Um, yeah, I think they do. Yeah, and and I think I think this is just like making yeah, a mistake early on. Yeah, uh, it's just like it's one of those like oh well, this is the first time like because like assuming like K. A. Applegate hasn't written a book before Animorphs, right? This point. Uh, K. A. Applegate has written She's lots a of books. Very prolific like, writer. Yeah. Oh, I, I meant I, I meant like before Animorphs. Did she write anything? Almost certainly, yes. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I feel like so, maybe this is just a biology goof, and then somebody was like, "Hey, actually, Hawks can't see a nine. It was like, "Whoops, mm-hmm. okay, we'll wreck on that." <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So it looks like she started with this romance series called Making Out. Uh, first book published in 93, so that would have been four years before Animorphs. Okay. Although she does have, a, like, a non-fiction biography book of the story of two American generals, Benjamin O. Davis Jr. and Colin L. Powell, 1991. <laughs> so, I guess that's her earliest book. <laughs> Interesting career. Yeah. Yeah, going from um, romance novels to children fighting a guerrilla war <laughs> as <yeah>. birds. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so... she has range. What can I say? <laughs> Indeed, Jake kind of insists that Tobias needs to morph out of being a bird for no real reason. I think this scene is mostly here so we can see how reluctant Tobias is to stop being a bird because. Jake says that Tobias has been in that body for more than an hour, which means he should still have a fair amount of time, depending on how far you stretch more than, but, and like... Per- perhaps it's also there for foreshadowing. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not like, like every everyone who knows anything about these books knows, you know, I, what I, I mean, but there is also the line that he has of, I hate changing back, it's like going back into a prison or yeah. something, mm-hmm. which, uh, big, big yeah. fucking mood, Tobias. <laughs> like, yeah, that's absolutely true, but, like, everyone else here is just, like, badgering him to stop being a hawk for no real reason, and I can only well, assume that he that's... Also, he also does bring up the good point that he doesn't have any clothes at the moment, even yeah. though it's yeah. like, oh, actually, we have your clothes, but... Yeah. Well, the... <laughs> There's there's also the matter of like, I think they are paranoid right now about the uh, the time limit. You know, they really don't. Oh, yeah. want like to they go they past they literally that. found out this stuff yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it's been a day <laughs> since even the start of the book. even like later on, they're not gonna try and push push it. You know, push the line um, because that's dangerous. And several times, you know, that's gonna happen, and they're gonna be in sticky situations because of it. Um, so wanting to morph back after an hour isn't necessarily something that's, like, I don't think is really going to go away. Um, I think they push, like, our limit really is hour and a half. If you have to stay yeah. past that, you, you can try, it's... but, like... I mean, there's yeah. definite, like, in the next book it happens, so... Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I only just now realized that this is, like, just pretty similar to, like, All Might's thing in, like, the early, like... My Hero Academia yeah. stuff of him being like, I can't be transformed as All Might for very long because yeah. I, uh, I don't think it's really sick. that similar. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's that's him being like the longer he stays in his like proper All I Might guess, form, like the more guess, he risks losing his yeah, abilities. Yeah, but he's not entirely. gonna get stuck as All Might forever. Yeah, but <laughs> he risks losing everything. I like, guess, and then he if, eventually does. Spoilers, just be stuck as his normal shrimpy form. I guess if instead of turning into animals, they turned into a giant beefy muscle man. And instead of, like, uh, not being able to change back, they got stuck as a giant beefy weight. <laughs> I think I'm switching it up in two different ways. Whatever. Yeah. It, I don't know. I just thought of it like that because that's, like, the point of reference that I'm like, yeah, it's like, can't stay this mm. form for too long or else consequences happen. Yeah. Either way, um, Jake decides to morph for the second time, just in the middle of the beach here. I really hope this surf stand, I think it is, it's, what is they call this thing? A lifeguard stand. So that's yeah. Like, lifeguard stands are not concealed. yeah. Lifeguard stands are like designed to be able to climb up, so they're not like full yeah. wooden structures with yeah. like people could see through if they were really like close by or yeah, watching absolutely. closely. Well, also, they only say that they're like a hundred yards away, so it's like these people are like three hundred feet away. Yeah, it's dark, but like well, it's they have alien brain slugs <laughs> in them. Somebody might be able to see. <laughs> it's dark, and they're all busy trying to see a volleyball they can't see. So, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> Everybody rolled nat ones on their perception checks. Right, they had this. They had disadvantage because they were all yeah, like, trying yeah, to play true, night yeah. volleyball. Yeah, it's like Bre- it's like Brennan just being like, "How did everybody roll under a five on perception when there's like fifty yeah. people here?" Jesus Christ. <laughs> so Jake, um, he turns into Homer again, and I do want to note very briefly there is a misprint in my copy of this book. Uh, it says that he feels Homer's DMA. Uh, overtaking him, so I guess he's getting a direct memory access to his dog here. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, Tobias is morphing out as Jake is morphing in, so he turns into a dog and then immediately nuzzles the girl he has a crush on with his dog nose and takes off. She's worried um, about him. You know. <laughs> he's trying to reassure her. There, there is again like, a little bit of weirdness of like saying, and she patted my head. It's like that's still, you're, that's still it, this boy. It's yeah. like yeah, he's in dog form, but he's still boy. What you can get pets and Tobias can't eat mice, like I guess. <laughs> like it's like you, signs you, of like dog is giving consent. I guess even though dog could also tell you telepathically it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he takes off across the beach, and then he gets distracted. Uh, something is moving in the seagrass, and so he chases it. Uh, Jake thinks it might be a chipmunk or whatever, because, but he doesn't actually know, because it just dives into a hole, and he has to dig in the sand for a while before he manages to reassert control and realize what he's doing. So Then he just uh, wanders toward the meeting, like walking straight out without having to you know, worry about hiding or anything because he's a dog dogs don't do that that would be super suspicious (laughs) um so he gets over there um there's dunes all over the place he mentions that his dog eyes can't see very well in the dark and then uh he starts to see the meeting and he hears tom talking and there's a bunch of people here and jake suddenly he gets this flash and i don't know why but I was beginning to realize why the Andalite had given us the power to morph. There are things you can do as an animal that you could never do as a human. Yeah, man. Like, fucking... He said that. <laughs> yeah. He d- said that. Yeah, <laughs> duh. Like, that's the point. That's the entire premise of the books. Like... Uh-huh, yeah. It, it's, it's really just like, yeah, Jake is the leader because he's just the one with the highest charisma. He definitely doesn't uh-huh. have the greatest intelligence or wisdom of the group, huh? It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> Animals are different from people. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> okay. Power um, of dog brain. <laughs> yeah. And he hear, he hears a voice that he recognizes talking about uh, problems that the controllers are having, and he realizes that this is a voice he recognized from the construction site. So uh, he gets closer and sees that this is... And this is a thing that's going to bother me through the whole series. It's Assistant Principal Chapman. Yeah, I and, only just realized this because I'm yeah. looking at the PDF. I definitely put Vice Principal in my notes every yep, time no, when I no, mention this No, it's Assistant guy. Principal. Yeah, every... I've never heard the term Assistant Principal till this book. Every, However, every middle school child's suspicions confirmed the Vice Principal's an alien, or Assistant Principal, yep. I guess. Yeah, like... principals are always assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Chapman is like a boss yerk, and he's going over the list of problems that they have. And the first one is that they still haven't found the kids at the construction site, and asks if anybody has any insight whatsoever. At which point Tom points out that it could have literally been anyone, but actually it might be Jake, so let's kill him. (laughs) And that's the end of my chapter. Just baseless suspicion for murder. Yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm like wondering how it is that Tom just immediately jumps to the conclusion of it might be him. It might be. Because, like, Jake hasn't necessarily, like, done anything overtly stupid to, like, indicate that's me. Tom knows Jake goes to the construction site. Um, That's that's true, true, yeah. yeah. Tom has already been suspicious of Jake for this reason. And it's not like controller, it's not like Yerks are very squeamish about, like, oh, well, you might as well, you know, might as well get him and see if it's him. We can stay a slug in his brain, see if it's him. You know? Like, that's true, but, like, he's had two in interrogations with mm-hmm. jake so far and i don't think jake let anything slip mm-hmm. so <laughs> yeah not really it's like the uh like the kids yeah, were so way we... more su- the kids were way more suspicious with the police officer I, in the yeah, for real. With I'm, re- <laughs> I'm rereading it now and it is basically the exact line of logic like it might be him he goes to the construction site uh construction site sometime that's why i brought him here so we 
either make him ours or kill him. And I, I kind of, like, he got his, like, there's the ellipses there, but, like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like you're just kind of talk about murder casually, you know. Like it, it's, it's it reads very ominous, but it's like, you know, it one or the other, <laughs> either one's good. It's like you're either with us or against us, and if uh, you know, there's no in between. Just got to do murder of a twelve year old all the time. Yep. <laughs> if we can't stick a brain slug in him, then and... I guess we'll just cut his head off. <laughs> Listen, they're hosts. They're tools. Hey, you know, it's fine. All right. Yep. Uh, so I believe we're on to chapter fifteen, which is um, Vivian. That's you, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, I got fifteen and sixteen. Cool. All right. Well then, uh, chapter fifteen, which I couldn't think of a good title for, so I'm just gonna call it "Return of Dog Brain" because it's just dog brain more. Return of Dog uh, Brain sounds like a B, yeah. a B movie from the sixties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's definitely like an eighties stupid movie of like a guy switching his brain for dog. <laughs> But yeah, uh, basically it just starts with Jake struggling with the realization that his brother and again I'm just gonna always say vice principal because I don't I'm not gonna change my notes, <laughs> but this vice principal have been have been yerked. I I wrote this as yerked with just apostrophe d at the end of yerk. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has a moment of feeling hopeless at stopping the brain slugs because he's like, oh, they're every fucking where. Jesus Christ, what can we do? Uh, and he basically just lets his dog brain take over for a while to help ignore the despair and all this, <laughs> and but. He's at least able to overhear that his jerked brother is basically just talking about the yerk pool schedule. So I guess they just, I guess they just all have a like, no, fucking, you're you're on Tuesdays and Fridays. We established this. <laughs> fucking well, stop. They gotta go back at least every three days. So yeah, it makes sense to have a consistent schedule for that. <laughs> yeah. But it's like it's it's really it wouldn't necessarily really be consistent because it's like if you're going like Monday like like he says he has to go and then it's like okay well he has to go back Thursday and then he has to go back on Sunday and then the schedule's already thrown off because he's not gonna go well, back. Well, yeah, Monday I'm not saying go every Monday. I'm saying go every other day or every third day or whatever. Because if you go yeah. three full days without the York pool, you starve to death. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that's just inconvenient. <laughs> Can't really schedule anything around. Doesn't doing something every yeah, three days. It, it does not in any way line up with the work week. So <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even like me being like, oh yeah, I, do, I try to do electrolysis every third for Wednesday, like Tuesday or Wednesday, and it's like that's at least more consistent than this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. But anyway, he overhears Cassie talking to the the York cop from earlier because she was obviously trying to get closer to the meeting, basically just to check on Jake. But she's able to play dumb and just ends up meeting up with him, because this cop is also a dummy. Yeah. This is where I was mentioning that there was a divergence earlier. In the graphic novel version of this, uh, Cassie's cover story is that she's looking for her lost dog, and she finds Jake and is able to just walk him out of there, no problem. See, but see, in the book, again, that's just not... <laughs> way better excuse, because it's like, yeah, I'm looking for my dog. Oh, there's the dog. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, s simple. <laughs> Makes a lot easier sense rather than just being like, oh, I'm just here by accident. Sorry. And then, like, Cassie, Cassie is even more suspicious than Jake in general because, like, it's described as, like, she runs the fuck away from the cop as quickly as she can after he lets her go. <laughs> and it's like, that's not at all suspicious, kid. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, they're there's 12. The <laughs> uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, hey, I mean, to be fair, you want to get away from a cop as soon as possible anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially yeah. since Cassie is not exactly white. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Uh, but anyway, uh, Jake, much like Tobias before him, has a moment of wanting to continue to be animorph-filled and not face the realities of a human brain. <laughs> Again, fair. <laughs> at times. Uh, but he eventually reverts and tells everybody the bad news about his brother and their vice principal. And Jake says that Chapman was the guy telling the Hork... Uh, I forgot the pronunciation. Hork-Bajir? Hork-Bajir, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. For some reason, I left out the J in my notes in Bajir. Can I just uh, say... Like, hmm? Can I just say, I feel like morphing a dog could become psychologically addictive. The way yeah. Jake describes it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, when he first when he first morphed, he described it as, dogs don't know what fucking sad emotions yeah. are, and it's like, hell yeah. Like... He talks about it like it's pure, undiluted euphoria. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you have depression? Just be dog for a while. <laughs> here's, here, okay, it's like, oh, sorry, guys. It's my two hours of dog brain today. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, are you fucking keep track of time while you're a goddamn dog? Like, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I feel like that's probably gonna end up being a thing later on, right? Because it's like the kids obviously can't wear clothes when they're morph. So like, how would they put a watch on them to keep track of the time? It, it, it there's there's a way, and we'll get into it later, yep. like book seven, I think. Uh, okay, so, yeah. so 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 basically, they all just end up taking the feat that lets you tell what time of day it is at random. No, nope. <laughs> that's not that it. useless thing. <laughs> Like, oh, you could always tell what direction is north. You can yes. totally tell that if you just okay. looked at the fucking sun. Okay, so my, my answer my answer to that is kind of, but. <laughs> it, it's um, something the GM eventually just gives them all. Just be like, yeah, just don't worry about it. Okay. it you know what time recall, it is all the time. There is at least one point where they're like specifically running around trying to see the watches on people's wrists. So. Okay, so you, you already know about Axe. You said that, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I did hear about yeah. Axe. That's and lights thing, yeah. can do that. That's a thing that oh, okay. lights can do. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so they probably just always ask Axe, yeah. like, hey, what mm-hmm. time is it? Yep. <laughs> okay, so Axe has that feat that lets you tell what time it is regardless. Yes, <laughs> yes. all Axe. Only one okay. person needs it in the party. Two, <laughs> yeah, but but hopefully you don't get separated from that person. <laughs> or they get knocked out. <laughs> like, I'm now just imagining, like, you saying that they eventually try to, like, look at people's watches. I'm now imagining a pigeon trying to do, like, the whole, like, stroking their chin, but with their wing, trying to get a close look at the person's watch. Yeah. <laughs> like, hmm. I guess that's why the analyze didn't really, like, think much about the, oh, there's, like, this horrible drawback to this power, but, hey, we can all fucking tell time, just, like, yeah. whenever we want, so, not a huge deal. Yeah. Um. Like, if it... I'm hoping at one point it's just like the, like one of them is like a cat just trying to like buy the person's wrist to get their watch to steal it. Yeah. <laughs> it's being like, fuck, sorry, I need this. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, he, Jake also does tell them that Chapman had told Tom that they need to confirm who the kids are at the construction site before they just go around committing wanton slaughter. It's like, yeah, it makes sense. Don't cause suspicion by having a bunch of dead kids show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their plan is basically just to wait till the kids inevitably tell others that they saw aliens because they're kids and can't shut up about stuff they do or see. <laughs> uh, at which point they can basically just pinpoint their targets and wipe them out. <laughs> uh, and then at that point, Marco tries once again to convince everyone to just drop everything and pretend that they aren't in the midst of an alien invasion, which is a pretty big ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially since Jake refuses to leave his brother under their thrall, because, again, makes sense. It's my, it's like, hey, it's my brother, I can't just look away yeah. from this. I'm assuming at one point Jake actually tries to figure out if his parents are yerked, right? Uh, no comment. Okay. I, I'm kind of assuming at least not at this point because like they have I mean to be fair like we haven't even seen his dad at all and like his mom has only like been referenced just in terms of her voice being heard like once or twice so it's like she they haven't knocked on his door and let Tobias in yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it's like yeah they really haven't been a factor at all yet so like I'm assuming if it's like a thing of like yeah they, maybe later on he might have to be like let's figure it out <laughs> like mm-hmm. y'all should also probably figure out if your family are jerked or not but yeah anyway uh, da, da, da. I like Yerked yep. better than controllers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now imagining a shirt that's just like a brain slug and says, Get Yerked. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but yes, in any case, the rest of the group backs Jake up with not just ignoring the alien invasion. And they agree to basically just stay quiet about everything to avoid suspicion, which at least these are like the smartest thing these kids have done so far, basically. Yeah. Maybe don't and... tell people. Yeah, maybe let's not go around being like, yo, everybody, there's an alien invasion. Everybody's got brain slugs. Do you have a brain slug in you? (laughs) Yes or no? You gotta tell me. It's it's a law. You gotta tell me if you've got a brain slug in you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, in any case, uh, Jake then asks Cassie if she has access to an animal that he can use to spy on Chapman without being seen. And after she thinks of some very obvious options like wolves and a wildcat. Which is like, well, there's those. It's like, hmm, it's, I, I, come on. You know it's not going to work with that. Uh, yeah. She then remembers <laughs> that they have a lizard at the rehabilitation center. But before you get into chapter 16, I want to warn mm-hmm. you, it is pronounced anoli. If you pronounce it anol, okay. then reptile yeah, nerds okay. will make fun of you. So here, <laughs> well, gotta, gotta, gotta show my ass a little bit here. I actually had one of those lizards. I always thought it was anol. <laughs> uh, so, like... 
I guess in my mind I was like, oh well, a noli is like a condiment, so it can't be that, right? <laughs> a lot of a lot of like apparently a lot of reptile experts do pronounce it anole, but properly it's anole, and their 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 dicks will make fun of you if you pronounce it anole. Okay. So. <laughs> well, here's the spoiler. I didn't write that at all in my notes. I just always refer to it as lizard. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, to get a, to get around me being like I don't know this pronunciation, even though I had one of these when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> There is one more thing I want to note in this chapter real quick before mm-hmm. we move on. And that is that uh, Marco makes a comment about fighting all these yurks with a dog morph is basically impossible. It's stuck in the most impossible video game ever invented. Mm-hmm. And Jake's retort to that is that he's Ooh. good at video games, but he explicitly is not because in the first <laughs> chapter he does not yeah, remember he gets what moves kicked. the bad guys have. He yeah. also, <laughs> there's also the line, I grinned, or at least I showed my teeth, which... I don't know. That resonates with me somehow. I think that's a good line. Yeah, it really, really yeah, is. <laughs> like, just trying to be like, let's do, like, the, the DreamWorks smirk here, even in the midst of shit or whatever. And it's like, yeah, that's not really like, out. <laughs> like, he's, he's grinning, but he's also baring his teeth. Like, yeah. like yes, yeah, he's... Yeah, true. Let's hear about some fucking throats. <laughs> it's also, like, aggressive, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's still got that dog DNA floating around in there. He's like yeah. instinct. <laughs> Later on in life, Jake is definitely one of the kind of people that tries to play Dark Souls at level 1 with no armor and no weapons, just punching everything. Yeah, and dies it's impossible because he's yeah, terrible yeah, at it. Yeah, he's bad. He's like, he's like, I've heard of people talk about this Nuzlocke thing, I'm gonna try it out. And he wipes the, like, the very first rival fight immediately to Gary. That is what would happen <laughs> like, probably to me. If I try to do Nuzlocke, I'm not. Oh, it's it's happened to me multiple times, like, wiping to like the rival fight at the very start. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, like, Barry just gets crits, and it's like, fuck. It's not like later on in Generations when, like, the rival is actually programmed not to wipe you out in the first fight, because they'll just do growl a lot, or, you know, especially later on when they get starters out of week to yours. I I miss when Gen 4 is is brutal. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's it's really, like, like Gen 4 and 5 are, like, the harder ones than Uzlocke, just based on, like, the fact that the AI is pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. Although, to be fair, Ultra Sun and Moon are also one of the harder ones, considering that a lot of people have, like, fully, properly EV and IV trained Pokemon. And it can be brutal. <laughs> that is definitely true. This is yeah. a Animorphs podcast, though. It yeah. Is not a Pokemon podcast, uh-huh. so. <laughs> Second time I referenced Pokemon in this. <laughs> Just today. Uh, in any case, we should probably move on to mm-hmm. chapter 16, which I'm gonna call snack time, content warning for people with arachnophobia in this chapter. It's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, yes, anyway. Uh, basically, that just starts with Jake uh, morphing into the little lizard inside his locker, which basically just confirms that Jake is the most bullyable dork of the kids since he fits in his own locker. But <laughs> he-, he says he only has like two inches of clearance, but it's like, he still fits. <laughs> I mean, they're 12. They are 12, yeah. <laughs> At least they have, like, assumingly properly sized lockers compared to what my uh, junior high had, where you got, like, the two lockers on top of each other kind of deal, so it's like you only had half the room of one, which suck. <laughs> you don't fit anything in those. Especially not a jacket. <laughs> Uh, in any case, he describes the lizard's brain being completely freaked out at the huge world of shoes and clothing around him, because he basically is just like, there's like giant, it's like sailboat sails around me, and then he's realized, wait, it's just my clothes. Uh, but he's eventually able to direct himself to the fence at the top of the locker to get out, and he basically has like a little bit of time struggling with controlling his different points of view from his eyes, because they're on the sides of his head instead of in front, <laughs> and... <laughs> It's it's at least like one of those funny things that's like again yeah, you really wouldn't consider that stuff like even like being like you know like anytime you play like a druid with wild shapes like you don't really think about stuff like that where it's like oh yeah that actually would be what would be going on. It's a little bit disorienting. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the yeah. lizard brain should be able to handle it, but. Yeah, but the lizard quite... brain is also just kind of freaking out at everything in particular. Yeah. Like, he's even, like, once I got out of the locker into the sunlight, the lizard brain just immediately wanted to go back inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lizards like, aren't it's smart. fucking scary everywhere. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but he's eventually able to orient himself towards Chapman's office, but much like with Dog Brain, he gets distracted by the presence of a spider that the lizard brain just automatically detects. And despite his best efforts with him, like, basically just internally screaming, no, 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 the, the lizard brain wins down the end, and he ends up being the spider, which again, he very visibly describes as fighting him all the way down, which is just <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> 
and he basically is just like fuck this i want to unmorph this this fox and sucks nothing's worth this but he gets immediately stopped by yeah nature's metal yeah he is immediately grossed out by nature uh but he stopped from doing that by having somebody uh accidentally step onto his tail mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's weird that like these two chapters are pretty short for me but like they also like kind of like the two a little bit less interesting yeah. ones that the six yeah. were doing but that's uh, all it is i'm sorry about that I'm sure it's, it's just gonna luck of the draw. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna happen eventually. It's like, yeah, yeah for like, sure. Like, yeah. remember my chapters last week? That was. <laughs> yeah. I got a couple of really important ones, so I'm happy about Absolutely. my oh, line. Yeah. Um, so I've I've titled chapter 17 "Metal Lizard Solid," um, <laughs> and it, so the giant that steps on Jake's tail. Uh, traps the tail, but then Jake is suddenly free. How could that have happened? Well, lizards can detach their tails, so he looks behind himself after he's just eaten a spider to see his tail, like, squirming around as if it were still alive, which is terrifying. Um, like, a piece of yourself is now gone, still moving. Yeah, that's gotta be uh, pretty... Like, again, it's, like, one of those things yeah. where it's, like, you probably could have picked a different more for this. Well, no, I, I think... One that I think can it... literally detach a part of itself. I mean, it works but well, it's... and I think that... Yeah, it, it, it works well. It's just it that it's literally probably... literally saved his life here. It did, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, um, it's probably just absolutely horrifying from the sea, though. No, this was, a, this was a great morph for this purpose. Um, And maybe a mouse would have been a little bit better, because, like, they can hear and see better than lizards but yeah um, but mice also mice also can't climb as well as lizards yeah can, also lizards can just people are stuff. more likely to freak out about a mouse weirdly yeah like with lizards it's like oh it. shit that's yeah, cool there's a lizard yeah my, yeah, yeah mice are also much larger yeah yeah like i mean um, like uh yeah because like lizards uh you mm-hmm. know a lot harder to see like i mean mm-hmm. there were like at my previous job in north carolina there were definitely times during the summer when like i saw some of those little tiny lizards mm-hmm. actually like creep under the door to the mail room just yeah. hanging out in there like on two or three occasions just being like oh yeah i guess you came in here because it's just air conditioner in, in here mm-hmm. sorry but i need to try to get you outside yeah well the the giant turns out to be chapman um which you know <laughs> convenient um, yeah. and he goes, he tears his, tears his mind from the horror of having lost part of his body to follow Chapman. The plan was to hide in Chapman's office, like, indefinitely, which is weird. <laughs> uh, I guess demorphing, like, whenever he has the ability to, and then he might remarks, like, hey, I guess if they catch me skipping class, they can't send me anywhere else but Chapman's office, so... <laughs> Um, it's really like because he still doesn't have clothes at this point. So if he gets caught, he's sitting in the assistant principal's office naked. So. He can't morph <laughs> clothes now, can he? Like they haven't learned at, that yet. At this um, point, no. Only Cassie yeah. knows how to do that. Yeah, like Cassie, <laughs> Cassie like... does mention last time that she has to teach them how to morph clothes. So it's like I doubt that she would have taught them. Like because like that was a yeah. uh, Friday night or Saturday night, I think. When mm-hmm. yeah, like something like that. So it's like it's only been like two more days since then. So I yeah. doubt that happens. <laughs> But um, Chapman does not go to his office. Chapman goes to the janitor's closet, uh, walks inside, opens up a secret door that has, like, one of the, the mop hooks as its trigger, and he goes inside, and Jake hears human screaming from underground. Uh, so either Chapman has opened a portal to hell, or uh, he's opened uh, a door to the, the yerk pool. So now Jake knows where the yerk pool is, and knows that it is um, bl- immediately below the school, uh, which you know if very convenient, yeah, <laughs> especially conven- with like especially with like a few ch- uh, paragraphs earlier, just being like Cassie and I talked about it. It could take days of hiding in his office before yeah. before we learn anything. Immediately, well, it's, <laughs> it's not try. as unlikely as you think, um, but we'll go over it. Because like, I think Chapman did mention earlier that he, he did have to feed right i think Where's that i think, that, I think it I might don't think he has no i, I think it i think it okay. was like tom was talking to just some other guy in that chapter yeah, I tom had. said that he had to go on monday but he was talking to just mm-hmm. a rando we don't know anything about chapman yeah yeah i've i've called chapter 18 the nacho council um <laughs> because they're all in the food court now uh eating nachos Jake is trying to drown the horror of having eaten a spider with processed cheese, which, fair. <laughs> you fair. just want, like, anything in there to just clean out your system. Um, although nacho cheese, I feel like, would more like block it up. 
it's whatever. Um, maybe, and he maybe mentions he, that he maybe hears... he had his maybe he just had his gallbladder taken out some mm-hmm. time ago, and he's like, I haven't built up a tolerance to like fatty food, so. Mm-hmm. The sooner uh, I can uh, get stuff in, the sooner I can get other stuff out. <laughs> J- Jake um, basically says that he heard human screaming from, from below. Marco responds with a little bit of gaslighting, you know, as a treat. Uh, you were a lizard <laughs> at the time, Marco pointed out. Who knows what you heard? Uh, and he's, and uh, Jake says, I know. Um, but Cassie comes in with the empathy. I can't stand what's happening down there, Rachel comes in with the action um and then marco comes in with the sarcasm which is their dynamic this entire time yeah, like this, exactly. this will continue mm-hmm. um this right here is like the mm-hmm. platonic ideal of their relationship yes it is <laughs> and then rachel claps back at marco we can't ignore what's going on and marco's like if i can ignore what's going on i can just like you know just not do any of this shit um <laughs> and then so they get into an argument Cassie comes in and says, Marco's not being selfish. He's just thinking of his family. Rachel says, we all have families. Um, Tobias says that he doesn't have a family, that no one cares about him. And Rachel's like, I care about you. And it's like, I I didn't realize how early their relationship begins. And it doesn't really seem to have a lot of, like, (laughs) it's not earned at this point. It will be later. But, like, yeah. It, it's it's weird, kind of. Like, Rachel and Tobias, I'm pretty sure, just met. Um, <laughs> although Rachel seems to have, like, taken a soft spot to him. Possibly, well, it's not I, romantic I like... at this point. I think I think that Rachel just, like, knows that Tobias has a fucked up life. And... I think she sees a puppy that's been kicked and wants yeah. to take care of it. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. like, Rachel, Rachel and Jake are cousins, so it's like, I feel like yep. she's known Tobias for a while. Probably. Like, at, least, at, least, at the least, at this point, probably just cares enough being like, hey, you're you're my cousin's friend. But up, up, kind, up, kind, of like by, kind of by deal. default at this point, but it's like, I should probably care about you, too. As a up result. until now, Tobias and Jake have really only been, like, acquaintances. But yeah, at the yeah. same time, Jake has been, like, Tobias's closest acquaintance. Tobias doesn't really have friends. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like she would be aware of Tobias since they do go to the same school, but yeah, like, I don't think they yeah. ever had an actual relationship until the other mm-hmm. day at the construction site. <laughs> but now, um, Jake is resolved to help Tom, which breaks the deadlock from earlier, um, and Marco reluctantly agrees for Tom's sake, and I guess for Jake's, to go along with this crazy bullshit um but he will forever be the one who is most averse to danger uh and he will like always be the one who's cautioning them when they need it honestly um to remind people yes we could fucking die (laughs) or worse um cassie says some pretty like cool animistic shit that i really vibe with um (laughs) and i'd like to actually read it uh, you know, back in the old days, I mean the real, real old days, the Africans, the early Europeans, and Native Americans, they all believed animals had spirits, and they would call on those spirits to protect them from evil. They would ask the spirit of the fox for his cunning, they ask the spirit of the eagle for his sight, and they would ask the lion for his strength. I guess what we're doing is sort of basic. Even if it was, even though it was Andalite technology that made it possible, we're still just scared little humans trying to borrow the mind of a fox in the eyes of an eagle or the hawk. She added, smiling at Tobias. And the strength of the lion, just like thousands of years ago, we're calling on the animals to help protect us from evil. And I just think that's really cool. You know, Cassie is definitely, like, the group shaman. Um, (laughs) Sorry, I'm also trying to stop myself from laughing from the the share zone thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's just, uh, just walk out. If it sucks, it bricks. (laughs) Yeah, Cassie is absolutely going to be into crystals in a few years. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm not gonna, like, I, I'm not into crystals, but I, I, I read tarot, so I can't exactly, Yeah, know. no, same. <laughs> uh, so, they decide, uh, so, like, Marco responds with, good grief, let's go buy Birkenstocks and go hug, hug some trees, and I'm like, yeah, go ahead, that's great. This, this is the point where I'm like, I definitely have heard the term Birkenstocks, but I don't remember what it is. <laughs> it's hippie shoes. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Used to be like hippie sandals, and now yeah. they're super uh, expensive gotcha. stuff for rich jerks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. fun. Um. So, uh, Rachel says, "Well, 
Cassie's right in that we only have, like, the, our, our power is linked to the morphs we have access to. And so far we have birds, cats, dogs, horses, lizards. We need something spicier. We need something with more firepower. And yeah, I, li- they... I, I do like the fact that she just straight up says, I think we need a little more firepower. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they decide now, now they're going the to infiltrate. The bird. <laughs> they're going to infiltrate the zoo where Cassie's mom works and go touch some dangerous animals. Um, at this point, and this is why I'm so glad I got this chapter, we get the coining of the word Animorphs from a joke that Marco <laughs> makes. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be real, I did not know that they just straight up called themselves the Animorphs at yeah, some point. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, like, I thought sure it was could... just like, oh, it's just a term made up for the book series, and it's like, oh yeah, no, Marco just says, just tell them we're Animorphs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, he I'm... super does. <laughs> oh, I'm sure we could talk them into letting, into letting us in for nothing, Marco said, just tell them we're Animorphs. Then tell them we're what? Rachel it's... asked. Idiot teenagers with a death wish, Marco yeah, said. Animorphs, it's, I it's, the word out. It very much reminds me of the uh, the on the origin of PCs prequel book for Order mm-hmm. of the Stick, where Roy's just like screaming about a bunch of stuff of people of them like all trying to think of their name, mm-hmm. and he's like, "You might as well call us like the." What, he's like listing like a bunch of different things, just being like, "Because there's a cloud in the sky," and then like, "Or you should just call us the Order of the Stick because there's a stick on the ground," and yeah. like everybody else is like, "Say that actually sounds pretty good, yeah, even yeah. though it's just a reference to the fact there's stick figures <laughs> in the comic." I... <laughs> I do have to say, idiot teenager to the death wish would also have been a good like, <laughs> title for the well, series. I was actually just about to mention that because there are two things coined in this chapter. Idiot teenagers with a death wish is the name of the powered by the apocalypse role playing game based on the Animorphs. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that would probably be a little bit of a weird overlap if we had gone with that then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe a uh, little. And that's the end of my chapters. So, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got really kind of into, I think, the actual business of the story. We don't oh, have, yeah, we're we don't, in it now. We don't yet have the, the, the battle morphs, um, which will be a mainstay for the entire series. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But I still I still like that this these chapters started with Tobias saying and we just blow that fucking thing up and meanwhile like none of these kids have been like uh, h- how <laughs> how yeah how, how we do and... how we do a terrorism <laughs> yeah it's well they, again they're they're twelve so they don't really have the ability to plan um, oh, yeah, at this yeah. point uh, oh, they're geez, just kind of flying by animals. the seat of their pants yeah, yeah I mean, no it's uh... They're they're doing their best, but kind of mm-hmm. weird to think about. Like, so next episode we're going up to nine chapters, and that's the rest of this book. Yeah, it's like <laughs> we're gonna finish it here, but also we're in basically it feels like the rising action, and we're just gonna run through to the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that is kind of the pacing of these. They tend to climax toward the last third. Of the book, yeah, I mean, that, sure. that's they... like that's a lot of books, really, when you get down to it. Yeah. Well, it, well, it is. Yeah, but like, how do I say this? We haven't even gotten to the part where the heroes have a training montage yet. We, they learned that there is a bad guy and decided to do something about that. We're on like step three of the hero's mm. journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess Marco's still in like around like step two of like refusal of the call, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody else is more. It's all like, yeah, let's do, let's do a fucking war. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let let's do war. I'm good with war. Let's do a war. Yeah, war. <laughs> I would do a war to pet a tiger. I'll say it again. <laughs> again, we have established that like if if you put the animal in a trance and it's like, yeah, you could just like play with a big lion then for a little bit. Well, it's not gonna it's be very responsive to you. Yeah, but you can still at least pet it and hug it. <laughs> That's still at least more than most people could probably say and yeah. being able to walk away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, um, this has been a blast, but I think that's pretty much it for today, yeah? Do either of you have anything else to bring up about these chapters? Um, nope. I think we covered pretty much everything I wanted to. Yeah, but these were kind of like more like somewhat of the like most straightforward that we've done so far. But it's mm-hmm. like again, it's it's establishing like yeah, let's go fucking be bears now and do a terrorism. <laughs> it's interesting in a way to me that 
in these chapters, we had Jake doing two separate spy missions, and that's very much not the person he is later in the series, so... <laughs> yeah. Like, like uh, the rest of the party being like, Jake, you don't have propensity in stealth, and he's like, don't worry guys, I got this, and he just rolls nat 20s. Jake doesn't... Yeah, nobody has twice. stealth, he's just got the highest dex, so they're sending him anyway. Jake yeah. doesn't have... Well, I mean, the lizard, def- the lizard probably has advantage on stealth, even if it doesn't have proficiency, just because it's small. <laughs> And Jake's Battle yeah. Morph is arguably the coolest one. Oh, certainly. So. But yeah, um, I guess for the moment, since we don't do plugs on this show, that's pretty much it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I always forget how we end this. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just because like it's like in such a little bit of a contrast compared to the main show. Yeah, yeah the, the end of the main show is like five to ten minutes of us advertising stuff, but <laughs> or or just bullshitting like we usually uh... do. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, here I think it's uh, unless you've got something you'd like to plug, Kate. No, 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 it's fine. I don't, I don't have anything right now. Then there's not much left to say, but remember. Zero did nothing wrong. <laughs> Zero did nothing wrong. S- still assuming that whoever Zero is, that they did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um. See ya. Have a more phenomenal day. <laughs>